Welcome to India's best chef. In the competition, pala chefs are also working. Pala people are also working. Pala people are also working. Nayanthara's latest film, Annapurni, The Goddess of Food, was removed from Netflix almost two weeks after it began streaming on the OTT platform. So why did Netflix pull out its second most watched feature in India? Well, it's yet another case of public censorship for allegedly hurting religious sentiments. Hi you're listening to On Manorama's Explainer podcast News Break a weekly show that breaks down news in a clutter-free manner This is Harita Benjamin and today we are here to discuss censorship cuts and cinema Deepa Soman a senior journalist at On Manorama's features team joins us today to discuss the issue Welcome Deepa good to have you on the show once again So have you watched the movie Annapurni yet Thanks Harita no i haven't but haven't you so i have watched the movie and uh, to be honest i was quite surprised uh, when the controversy erupted because it seemed like a straightforward one time watch movie to me it's about this girl from an orthodox ayengar family she's torn between her passion to become a chef and the beliefs of her father who's a temple cook who dreads the prospect of her having to cook non-veg food as a chef Now the movie apparently goes on to uh, show how her close friend who is a muslim by the way enlightens her that it's her choice that what she wants to be or even eat and then ultimately she ends up becoming a chef so uh, what about you deepa uh, like what do you think about these allegations uh, do they have any meat in it see from this storyline i don't feel there is any meat in the allegations against it Yes probably the brahmin girl an adult goes on to become a chef is that illegal in india no right also yes her muslim friend helps her through the process in the film is that illegal again absolutely not now you might have read the hindu it cells letter of complaint right what did you feel about the allegations So I had a look at this letter and uh, on the basis of which the FIR was uh, filed by the Mumbai police uh, it cited three main reasons now they had a problem with uh, a daughter of a hindu pujari offering namaz to cook biryani though i felt that the scene was a little over dramatized uh, frankly i felt the character was merely stepping into the shoes of the muslim friend's mother to emulate the latter's recipe sort of similar to how a muslim actor plays a hindu role or vice versa Now the second point which they said was that love jihad is promoted in the film actually though there are scenes to indicate that Purni and Farhan who is a muslim friend like each other they don't really date let alone marry in the movie even if they did there is absolutely no need to give an extreme interpretation to it and thirdly Farhan uh, persuades her to eat meat saying that lord shri ram was also a meat eater I don't remember the scene too clearly but I think Farhan refers to Lord Ram's vanvas uh, while asking Annapurni to make adjustments uh, to her career. So I didn't think it was inappropriate while watching the movie but uh, what do you think? Many experts of our religious texts have said the same thing you know time and again quoting verses from Valmiki Ramayana they have also justified the line saying Rama belonged to a Kshatriya dynasty and so it was normal. Devotees have the right to believe this or not it's completely their choice 
But as long as the film is not breaking the laws of the country or rules of the CBFC, it shouldn't be forced to restrict itself as per the dictums of numerous belief systems in our country. I don't think we can create anything in such an atmosphere. People will be scared, isn't it? For instance, when I tried to do a story today on Annapurni's removal from Netflix, nobody wanted to even give a quote as they were scared. The only person who spoke to me gave the comment anonymously and said the hands of creators are tied in many ways now, as platforms and producers restrict them based on these numerous public outcries and cases. Interesting. Uh, it's pretty sad that, you know, creators are feeling that their hands are tied uh, in the current scenario. Now, moving on, the introduction of OTT platforms in India was expected to open India to more open and diverse content, right? But do you think they are also bowing to the higher powers to stay afloat? I think so. There was a lot of expectation when they entered India around eight years ago. Thanks to their tall claims, for instance, I remember Netflix heads saying in an interview that their goal in India is to empower the user with information, let them make informed decisions, smart choices on what to watch, and they said viewers can see the title, a rating, description, appropriate minimum age, and that oh, the whole thing is a global rating structure, all of that. But thanks to numerous cases, cancelling on social media and all of that, recently they stopped streaming uncut versions of Indian movies globally. India is a big market for them and at the end of the day, staying afloat is a, uh, in a market with multiple players matters more than being true to their words probably. Absolutely. Uh, that is what rhymes in the end, right? Uh, so, is it justified to pull a movie if there is an opposition of just one aspect of the movie and uh, now the CBFC has been cutting scenes uh, left right and center for the weirdest of reasons uh, there was a scene from Rajkumar Hirani's uh, film Sanju starring Ranbir Kapoor which involved an overflowing prison toilet uh, and this was cut citing aesthetics then there was uh, Kya Cool Hai Hum 3 uh, had to undergo around 150 cuts I believe for obtaining an adult certificate. Even the movie Utta Punjab, uh, which was, you know, critically acclaimed and received a lot of uh, awards, uh, which is on Punjab's drug menace, had around 89 cuts. Now, if we continue to doing this, my question is, how do we, uh, you know, where is the end? Uh, is there any light at the end of the tunnel? It sets a very dangerous uh, precedent, right? See, this is my personal take on it. We have to strike a balance between censorship and artistic freedom of expression. We can't have extremes here. There is a chance that no censorship would result in content that can harmfully impact our society or even be unhealthy for children. At the same time, extreme censorship would really narrow the boundaries of our thoughts, stories and creativity as a whole. Yeah, I think uh, here uh, the important point is that there should be a striking of balance, right? And uh, now there is also a debate on whether we should get rid of censorship altogether and just, you know, stick to certification which classifies movies into different categories. So what is your take on that? The existing film rating system in countries like US classifies movies into, say, G, PG, PG-13, R, adults, etc. But there have been number of instances where films which are classified into different categories were withdrawn due to public outcry in these countries too. So there is no guarantee that 
there is a foolproof system or even this is a foolproof system right uh, but i think though it can do nothing much to prevent a public or say social media outlash i think classifying movies helps customers to choose their content according to their preferences and categories so it basically says you can watch or not watch the movie based on how you fit in right uh, so in the past we've had movies like nirmalayam where a struggling oracle spits on the face of a goddess uh, before collapsing during the climax scene right and uh, There were also movies which invited public wrath, like uh, say Bombay. It was about an inter-religious family in Bombay during uh, the Bombay riots, but there was no controversy surrounding every aspect of the movie or every perspective uh, as it is today. So, do you think people from the twenty-first century are getting more offended about content? We have had uh, many movies and OTT shows in the recent times which were slammed definitely for their religious based content be it Oppenheimer the short film Kali Padmavat uh, Pathan Brahmastra oh my god and more but even in earlier years uh, such backlashes were there against movies like PK Bombay and the like isn't it on the side our colleague Anju has compiled a list of films that face the wrath of outrage on social media which you can watch on on Manorama YouTube channel coming back to a topic i believe there were all kinds of viewers at all times we just have numerous platforms now to express our opinions on anything it can be a double edged sword and now be it for good or bad causes we can organize campaigns to push our agenda and the trend is more visible I think that's true Deepa uh, higher visibility greater interactions via social media and to an extent the increasing marginalization in our society has contributed to emotions running very high when it comes to all kinds of art especially movies so I think with that we can come to the end of today's episode uh, thanks a lot Deepa for joining us uh, this is on manorama's news break an explainer podcast produced by Harita Benjamin with technical production by Idea Brew Studios it comes out every week and is available on all podcast platforms do follow on panorama.com for more updates